All the scientists are running around Looking for the monkey, but he can't be found Cause he's down by the pond playing hockey with the kids Jump on that a little And all the the mothers are running around Looking for their children, but they can't be found Cause they're down by the pond playing hockey with the monkey and it's one, two, three, the kids love the monkey. And it's four, five, six, the monkey's got a hockey stick. It's seven, eight, nine, having a good time, yeah! <laughs> Our neighbors are gonna hate me. It's all good, it's all good. National Guard is running around, looking for the monkey, but he can't be found. Cause he's down by the pond playing hockey with the kids. And all teachers are running around Looking for the children but they can't be found Cause they're down by the pond playing hockey with the monkey And it's one, two, three, the kids love the monkey And it's four, five, six, the monkey's got a hockey stick And seven, eight, nine, having a good time, yeah! One, two, three, the kids love the monkey, and it's four, five, six, the monkey's got a hockey stick, and seven, eight, nine, having a good time, yeah! <laughs> Woo! Woohoo! If you haven't noticed, it is Deep in the Heart of Hockey, and this is our special semi-live, because we're in the same room! I'm hugging her right now! Yeah! Christmas Musical Spectacular! Yay! This is episode 63, and it is December 29th, which is right after Christmas. But you know what? The spirit lives on. I mean, it's still in that week in between Christmas and Thanksgiving. (laughs) The week in between Christmas and Thanksgiving. That whole week. Uh, The week in between Christmas and New Year, so it still counts. Mm Mm-hmm. Also, I haven't been to work in like eight days, though. Yeah, I... Well, so I went into work today... And it was definitely the first time all week that I've been <laughs> into work, even though I've done work-like activities at home, mm. but for like hour at a time. Yeah, I haven't even done work-like activities. I've literally not thought about work since I left. So today is our musical spectacular because we have a bunch of songs to sing that you guys have done as a request, and we wanted to kick things off with a request from Tom that was Hockey Monkey by the Zambonis, sung as a parody, so we are totally covered under fair use. Yes! If you couldn't tell by our excellent singing, everything we do Uh, is a parody. I apologize, I'm a little sick, because (laughs) Colorado is awful. And by awful, I mean awfully nice, but very dry. It is extremely dry. No one tells you how dry it is. No, nobody told me how dry it was at all. I was like (laughs) very shocked and appalled when I got here. And I was like, oh God. Anyway, I'm going to read this dedication because Tom sent us a very nice dedication. (laughs) I would like to dedicate this song to the great Jenny Pancakes for introducing me to this wonderful podcast. I'd also like to dedicate this song to Carolyn and Marin for keeping me sane as a hockey fan. Oh, that's so sweet. Thanks, oh, Tom. thank you for all the laughs and shenanigans. Thanks, so Tom. So many shenanigans. Thanks, so Tom. So many shenanigans. First of all, thanks for for donating to a great, well, to us for our operating costs, but also to uh, the great cause that we're trying to support too. 
Yes. So I'm for the dedication. We appreciate it. <laughs> we have been raising money uh, since the beginning of December for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. We're trying to get up to probably $200 for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. I think that's totally a reasonable goal. We're yeah. at 90 already. Which nice. is awesome. We never actually introduced ourselves. Oh, yeah. I'm Carolyn. I'm Marin. But I did say that this was deep in the heart you of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> no, we, got, we got the number of the podcast and the date down. We just forgot our own damn names. <laughs> which is not time. unusual for me. <laughs> Who am I? What am I doing? Where am Wait, I? What? Especially if I take any NyQuil. Where are my pants? <laughs> also a fairly common one. Um, <laughs> This is my first time wearing jeans since going on vacation. It has been straight up nothing but leggings and, like, long underwear. See, I went to Target the other day because I was like, okay, Carolyn, you need to actually buy some jeans. I have one pair of jeans that I can actually wear places because the other pair of jeans has been transformed into the uh, work jeans for Uh, laying tile and painting and all of that. And uh, so I was like, okay, Carolyn. So I got these, which I really like, and they fit, and they're nice and all of that. They're jeggings. And I didn't realize when I was trying them on, there's no pocket oh, in the front. No. Like, look at this. This is like the most frustrating thing. Oh my thing. god, that's the worst. I did not realize that jeggings looked this much like jeans. Well, that's why I was tricked. Yeah. There's no pockets in the front. That's... But they look exactly like jeans. Are there pockets in the back? There are pockets in the back, thank god. Well, at least but... you can stick your phone somewhere. Right? And like, I can look really cool if I ever need to lean against something. Just look <laughs> You've got nowhere for your chopstick. But I'm nowhere so. for the chopstick. Has to stay in the purse. Anyway, we are nominally a podcast about the Dallas Stars, fancy stats, and general hockey shenanigans. So shall we kick it off with some Dallas Stars talk? Can we kick it off with the best trade ever? We can. It is even better than bringing Tyler Sagan to Titan. <laughs> I'm prepared to say that right now. I don't know if it'll have quite the same impact, but it emotionally. It already has in my heart. Emotionally, the impact is made about the same amount of Yes, 1,000%. Uh, so Jamie Alexiak was traded, I think, something like two days after our last podcast. It literally was two days after the last podcast, Le- yeah. And uh, so he was traded to the Penguins for something like a conditional fourth round pick. I don't See even ya. Do You know how little I actually even cared about the return on that day. I was honestly going to be fine if they sent back a bag of hockey pucks. Yeah. Like, like, even if they had the Penguins logo on them. Like, yeah, no, we would totally, like, we could practice with those. Like, that happens. Yeah, absolutely. Bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. What, uh... So, we do have a reader question, obviously. We actually got two, but I'm only going to use one because one of them is talk about the trade, which, obvs. Right. Um, so, Rish asks, Why does Jamie Alexiak feel the need to keep following me around? My main team is the Pens, with the Stars and now Vegas, go flower, as my team's in the West. I've been screaming for Jamie O to be gone from the Dallas for years, but this is not what I meant. Uh, I think the obvious answer there is you're cursed. <laughs> Clearly. Cursed with a 6.8, 6 foot 8 defenseman. 6.8? Are we just, I thought it was 6.7. 6.7, 6.8, it's all... Everybody Once you're lies. that tall, does it really matter if I say 6'7 or 6'8? <laughs> Whatever. With a super fucking tall defenseman who can't do shit except fight people. I I gained a lot of Penguins followers, actually, that day. And it was kind of sad. Like, I felt bad about it. Because, like, I was literally just, like, gleeful. And somebody was like, can you give me your honest opinion of him? And I was just cackling. I just cackled. Yeah, well, I was like, I, I was just like, ah. Let me tell you my honest opinion of him. He's terrible. 
my favorite thing all day was so I was at work, but I, I, I you know I work in digital media and all that kind of stuff. So I'm on Twitter like twenty four seven anyway, mm-hmm. um, unless I'm in a meeting. And I so I got to see like I had like five people at me right away. Oh, so. I did too, and I was in a meeting. <laughs> uh, but they had let us take our so like we got laptops when we moved buildings at my job. And um, so they, we brought our laptops because I was a meeting slash training thing. Mm-hmm. So I had my laptop with me, but I already knew all of the information that was being like given to me because it was the department I was leaving. And um, so I just spent the entire hour on Twitter like, oh my God, what is happening? Because <laughs> like Mary texted me and added me on Twitter. <laughs> Four different people like added me or DM'd me on Twitter and they were like, can you believe it? And I was like, no, no obviously not. No, actually, no. I, well, my favorite thing though, after like, so that initial rush was so pleasurable. Like, I honestly think that like, you know, everybody's doing their, like, top moments of 2017 right now. And, uh-huh. like, I'm like, oh, man, I got a new job. I bought a new house. I moved states. I got out of my crippling debt. <laughs> if we but, were... But if we're going to really rank those top five, like, that was probably, like, the best, like, emotional orgasm yes. I've had all month. Like, Absolutely. all year. Absolutely. Absolutely. Abs- no, yeah. I'm going gonna, gonna to say yeah. 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 And, uh, so anyway, so yeah, that was, but my favorite part of the day, so after that initial, like, blush had faded. Although this, this is a close second. Sonny Milano plays the bank off the end boards and cashes in 1-0. Jamie Alexiak seemed lost on the play. <laughs> you think? This schadenfreude is delicious. See, for me, it's not schadenfreude, because I actually don't have enough antipathy towards the pen. Oh, I don't have any at all. I have all the antipathy towards Jamie Alexiak. And, like, <laughs> the people that were coming into my mentions and, like, defending him. That happened to me during his last game in, in Dallas, because I was... Bitterly whining about him. Um, no, I wasn't. Oh, it was because Honka was playing. Honka scored a goal. And all of these people were like, oh, Honka scored a goal and it's okay, but Alexiak scores a goal and that's not what he's supposed to be doing. And I was like, if he could do anything else, I wouldn't be as mad. But he can't. <laughs> yes, basically. Uh, so anyway, yeah, no, my, yeah that's, that's my shot in Freud is that it's just like, look, he still sucks. It doesn't matter where he's playing or who he's playing with. And my thing, though, is, like, it was the glorious part of that day was not just, like, me discovering that Jamie Alexiak had been traded, but watching everyone else on Star's Twitter discover oh. that Jamie Alexiak had been traded. No, for it was, me, like, it was all a very personal, emotional, like, like just weight lifted off of me forever. It was, yeah, it was such a release. Like, I imagine... So that said, as a Pens fan... Like, just imagine that moment when Scuderi was traded mm. two years ago. And, like, just how good that felt. That, like... There were people that are that liked him, though. There's still people that like him. Like, there... But the know. point is, like, it, for the rational Pens fan... For the rational Pens fan, yes, you should have been happy when that happened. That was... That was a magnificent trade. This, this is a sleeper sofa. So. Oh! I was like, where is my hand going? <laughs> Out of context, that would be really weird. (laughs) Clip show. (laughs) Next year. So I think, so I put in point B here is not just to talk about Jamie Alexiak, but I I wanted to just be like, can we just take a moment and pause here and be like, what the hell are the pens doing? 
I don't understand at so, all. I have, the thing the thing that kills me is that on the day of the trade, somebody was somebody was tweeting about the fact that like the Pence have been watching him for two years. Yes. And I was like, if you've been no, watching him for No, that was an actual quote. Years, I know. I know. And I was like, if you've been watching him for two years, then why the fuck are you giving up anything for him? What is going on? And so honestly, I ha- my theory is that Jason Botterill, who made a lot of actually pretty good trades this summer for the, the Bus- Buffalo Sabres, he's their new GM. He was the assistant GM in um, Pittsburgh. And he he was actually credited for doing a lot of the really good stuff cap wise and getting a lot of really quality contracts signed. Uh-huh. Um, and, and by quality, I mean like good value for money, right? Um, and getting them out of some of the cap stuff that Shiro had gotten them into. And I think honestly, though, he was probably a lot of that progressive. Like my theory is that he was the progressive voice in the room. Mm-hmm. Because if you think about it, the other major, major thing that, that Rutherford has done this year specifically, post-Botterill leaving, was that awful um, trade for Ryan Reeves. Oh, God, that's right. I forgot that happened this year. He traded, like, a first-round pick. Yeah, yeah. For Ryan Reeves. Yeah, no, I forgot that happened this year. Like, completely. And don't get me wrong, like, Ryan Reeves actually, like, for all that, like, he, he is a you know, bust him up enforcer type uh-huh. is actually with the blues was a very effective fourth liner. Like he could move the puck up the ice. But you don't trade a first round pick for that bullshit. No, 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 never, no. never, what the never fuck? trade a first round pick for I a wouldn't even, fucking fourth liner. I wouldn't even trade a second round pick for no. a fourth liner. Like why, like if you, you wanted, if you wanted Ryan Reeves, why was that the price to go get him? Yeah, that doesn't make sense at all. And so, and, and they don't get me wrong. The Pens have had a lot of injury issues, especially defensively. And so, I mean, that's probably precipitating the Jamie Alexiak bullshit in the first place. But... <laughs> oh, God, it's so funny. Also, if they've been looking... At... Two years! Two years they've been watching him play! And somehow, somehow the fact that he can't even, I mean, like, he can skate. I will give him that. Yep. He is pretty, kind of slow sometimes, but, you know, he's got a lot of mass to move around. <laughs> but, like, but he's, he's, he's the... Maneuverable. He is the dumbest person at, like, making smart plays. I don't get it. I don't either. God, that's hilarious. I don't either. So funny. Penguins, what are you doing? Do so, not waste the best years of Phil Kessel's life. <laughs> How yeah. dare you? Uh, we've got um, a friend of mine yeah. in the, peng- in the, pe- the Penguins Gallery, the Peanut Gallery. I mean, amening me right now. At the same time, Penguins Gallery. So I think the other thing we need to talk about with the Penguins is I've got the Eastern Conference standings. And they're not even up in the playoffs. Right. They're not in a playoff spot right now. In fact, they are behind Carolina. Holy shit. This is what happens when you trade for Jamie Alexiak. To be fair, they were like that before they traded for Jamie Alexiak. You're not getting back in with (laughs) Jamie Alexiak. But they have a negative 13 goal differential. And granted, that's the bullshit NHL goal differential, not like for real Corsica goal differentials. But the point is, I mean, they are definitely, definitely suffering from uh, poor goaltending. They have the worst goaltending of the league, I think, right now. Um, Matt Murray has not bounced back the way you would think he would after being fantastic for the last two I was years. To say, what happened? I think he got. I think I can't remember exactly, but he got. I think he had an issue like at the beginning of the season, and then he was out for a long time. And I don't know. I mean, isn't that why they let? Yes. So Matt every decision. Go in the first place? 
every decision that the Peng- Jim Rutherford has made on his on his own, because I'm uh-huh. sure he has another assistant GM at this point, okay. but every post botterol has just backfired wildly. Okay. I mean... And it, you can't really predict Matt Murray being as bad as he is no, right now. And that, no. that is something I do think in the long run will change. Sure. But it's not unusual for goalies to have an, un, like an extremely bad year. <laughs> we here in the Dallas <laughs> Stars know all about that. So, like, at the same time, so that's part of why having a good backup situation and a quality backup situation is important. Because shit happens. Uh-huh. So I think, though, talking about a trade, it is the perfect time to do our next piece. Yes! (laughs) We're very excited about this one. So this one is from Alyssa, and it's dedicated to Sarah. You are my oldest friend, and I love you. I'll be home soon for a game. I would like you to know, Sarah, that there are about one, two, three, four, five O's in that love, so she really means it. She totally, totally means it. So... We present. I think everybody knows what the song this is by now. If they listen. You say the price of my love's not a price that you're willing to pay. You cry in your tea, which you hurl in the sea when you see me go by. Why so sad? Remember we made an arrangement when you went away. Now you're making me mad. Remember, despite our estrangements, I'm your man. You'll be back. Soon you'll see. You'll remember you belong to me. You'll be back. Time will tell. You'll remember that I served you well. Oceans rise, empires fall. We have seen each other through it all. And when push comes to shove, I will send a fully armed battalion to remind you of my love. Da 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 you sing our love is draining and can't go on. You'll be the one complaining when I am gone. And no, don't change the subject. Cause you're my favorite subject. My sweet, submissive subject. My loyal, royal subject. Forever and ever and ever and ever. You'll be back like before. I will fight the fight and win the war. For your love, for your praise, and I'll love you till my dying days. When you're gone, I'll go mad, so don't throw away this thing we had. Cause when push comes to shove, 
I will kill your friends and family to remind you of my love. Da 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 Take that, Jimmy Fallon. (laughs) God, I love that song. What a great dedication. Thank you so much, Alyssa, for dedicating that song. We love it so much. And uh, just anybody who feels like making us sing, we will be having another semi-live podcast coming up. In like... Like a weekish. A weekish, yeah. Yeah. So uh, if you want to get in requests, I recommend that getting is so in funny. now. Literally in a week, we'll be hanging out again. I know. Uh, it's so good. Um, I love planes. I know it's air travel, crazy. Right. <laughs> but any de- any donation to the Leukemia and Lymphoma any donation to the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society of twenty dollars or more, we will sing for you. Whatever you choose, which includes songs we don't know, like the one we sang for Tom. Earlier. And hopefully in a week, my voice will be so much better. So much better. So okay. So much better. So we do have a couple more stars things to get to. So I just wanted to do kind of a general starsy update um, because there is some good news. We do play the blues tonight, so this may change a little bit because um, the blues are are pretty strong. Yeah, but it can't change tonight because we're in the first wild card spot. We are in the first wild card spot, but uh, Minnesota is pretty close behind us. They they they've got a game in hand on us, so we have forty three points in thirty eight games, total record of twenty fifteen and three, and um, unfortunately though, our last ten games have been kind of flat. So we're four four and two, which means that if you really count. Overtime losses is losses, which you should. should. We're four and six. We're four and six. So that's not great, even though we are playing some pretty decent hockey. So, I mean, we've actually finally got a defense together, which I like. I like. I actually quite like our pairs that are going on. Well, especially now that we've got Honka coming up full-time. Right, and he's up there full-time. He's doing really well. But what the fuck is up with forward line blender? I wish we had, like, a good, like, the Ruffle Shuffle was such a great, like, little catchy phrase for it, but now we've got, like, Hitch's Bench Glitch or something. I don't know. Hitch's got a, Glitch. Hitch's Glitch. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Doesn't. Bitch and Hitch. Bitch and, well, that's what we do. <laughs> that's what this podcast is we about. We bitch about Hitch. <laughs> that's true. We'll come up with something. We'll have to come up with something, but I think... The my, Ruffle Shuffle was just so perfect. It was so good. Yeah. I think my thing is that, like, why is Hansel getting second-line center minutes when he has done fuck all this year? Because Hitch likes him? Yes. Yeah, I mean, I know that's why, but, like, I can't figure out why Hitch likes him why so much. Why did Hitch like Alexiak? Hitch is not... I can't argue with that logic. I'm just saying. <laughs> Hitch is... I have been, I 
I, we said it from the start. Hitch is not the right coach for this team, and I continue to believe it. I continue to believe it. I mean, I don't get me wrong. Like, all credit where credit where credit is due for Hitch and getting the defensive structure in shape to actually be effective. Credit where credit is due. But, but he cannot wrap his head around not dumping the puck out. Mm-hmm. And I don't think there's any evidence that with this particular Stars team that carrying the puck out is that much more dangerous than dumping the puck out. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I could understand it if we had a team that didn't have Jamie Benn, Tyler Sagan, Jason Spezza, you know, friggin' John Klingberg on it. Like, if we were the Buffalo Sabres, I could get it a little bit more because the talent is just lacking. But he was on the Blues where he had Tarasenko, and, like, I don't understand why well, they that were was... a big dump and chase team, also. Yeah, but I don't get that. Why? Right? No, that's what I'm point. That's my point. It's like no, I know, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like he came from that team where he still had that that talent that could carry the puck, and he still wasn't having them carry the puck. Mm-hmm. So I don't understand his commitment to the dump and chase. Uh-uh. Dump the dump and chase. Things that should be left in 2017 as we head into the new year. Dump the dump and chase. You heard it here probably 18th. I'm pretty sure we're not the first ones to say that. But we did say it very enthusiastically, which counts for something. Very loudly. Again, my neighbors know now that you should dump the dump and chase. Her neighbors are well informed. Also, they've had to listen to us sing. A lot. But you're listening to us sing too. (laughs) No, no. Yours is voluntary. Theirs is not. (laughs) No survivors here. Tess is also only slightly voluntary. Slightly (laughs) voluntary audience participation at some point, maybe. We should have made you come in on the da-da-da's when we we yelled for that chorus. You were singing along. She was singing along a little bit. We had some minor audience. There was nods and foot tapping. There was. I saw that. I was (laughs) (laughs) So the other kind of major hockey thing that's going on right now, because hockey took a great big pause for the holiday, is the World Junior Championship just, or I guess it's World Championship Junior, I don't know, World Junior Championship. WCJ. WCJ. Uh, has begun. Officially. Officially. Did you see the thing about the Czech team shooting pucks at the poor guy that works at the... Yes. I felt really bad for that poor dude. I did too. And then he's, so... For people who didn't see it, because we're just... Oh, like, yeah, referencing this. It was actually on Twitter Moments Yeah, for me. I went on Twitter Moments and saw it, like, like randomly. what? Somebody used that? Right? <laughs> what? Um, but, yeah, the, the one of the little guys that works at the arena was putting the net, like, the physical net on the moorings. And uh, the Czech team came out and started shooting pucks at him. He was not wearing any equipment. He was not wearing a helmet. And they're, like, whizzing pucks past his head. What a dick. Yeah. But he pulled the net, the net, out of where it usually is, like, you know, and was still doing it, and people were still shooting pucks at him. Yeah. Not cool. Not cool. Not cool, Czech Republic. Not cool. Well, the real kicker of that story is that no pucks hit him. No. When he was being shot at by the Czech team. But then he went to do the same thing on the Sweden side, and he wasn't being shot at, and then a stray puck hit him. <laughs> oh, that poor baby. Didn't he, like, storm off the ice Yeah, after that? he was just like, no, fuck no, this. No, fuck this. I don't understand why that either wasn't done before warm-ups or why they didn't hold warm-ups till it was done. 
or like I don't understand. Like I mean, the Sweden puck, I was no, no. I'm just saying, yeah. like, why was he out on the ice with the teams at all? Right. No, but my point is also though, like, they should know better. Yeah. Like that. Like. I, so the Czech Republic, absolutely. I mean, there was nothing you could do about the Sweden one. That it's was not like nice they thing. haven't been playing hockey but for like, years and years yeah. and years. How, did the, how does the Czech Republic team just be like, yeah, let's shoot pucks at this poor, unprotected person? But what I... So, as you know, neither one of them... Right. Teenagers. From the corner, we got dumbass teenagers. I don't know if Youths. that picked up. Youths! One, the one thing I wanted to talk about, because obviously, as you know, we neither one of us follow prospects. Though, which is... We have prospects at the tournament. I know. We've got a goalie in net for USA. Right? Yeah. And, like, Riley Tufty is playing for USA. We had a mm-hmm. question about him the other day. Heiskanen is playing for... Finland and doing fucking fantastic. Yeah. Pretty uh, excited We have him. a guy on the Czech team, actually, also, Andre Vala. If you shot a puck at that poor little man. Sir. Sir. We know where you do training camp. We know where you do training camp. And should you ever make the stars, we know where that plays also. But don't shoot pucks at people without helmets We're or We're using our mom fingers. <laughs> <laughs> Marin has had a lot of experience with that with this week. Oh, my God. All seven of my nibblings under one house roof thing. Cabin thing? It's actually a really nice house out, like... Ten fucking bedrooms and a jacuzzi. Jesus. Like, yeah, we've got a hot tub on, like, in the house. Nice. And, like, two living room areas. And, I mean, Tess and I both have our own rooms. We don't even have to share. It's Holy great. shit. I know. Well, when I say we don't have to share, my bedroom is an office with a trundle bed. But, you know, whatever. It's fine. Yeah. As long as you're not sharing. Yeah. Not sharing. Not sharing at all. And we have Wi-Fi. <laughs> That's also very important. I'm pretty sure that, like, it qualifies as cruel and unusual punishment to take people on vacation and not have Wi-Fi anymore. Absolutely. Absolutely. Anyway, so what I wanted to talk about is today they actually played the first ever outdoor game at the WJC or WCJ. And the Blackhawks weren't even involved. Right? Weird. (laughs) Is that allowed? (laughs) Pretty sure it's illegal. You'll be hearing from their lawyers. But the... The kicker was, so the entire tournament is taking place in Buffalo, New York, and most of it is being played at, um, whatever the fuck the Sabres Arena is called. I don't know. I don't know. I I don't know. I I would not. They changed names recently, so I have no idea. Anyway, so the point is, it's mostly being played there, but this was an outdoor game in Buffalo, right about as it's going to turn in January. So going into this game, they were like, are we going to have it? Are we not going to have it? Are we going to have it? Are we not going to have it? Well, I mean, like, the the weather Winter classic happens on New Year's Day every year. Like, the weather report this morning was minus 10. Oh, God, that's cold. And it snowed so hard. Do you remember the Red Wings uh, Maple Leafs game, though, where it snowed yeah. so hard? But, and they actually, like, had to change sides in the middle of the period so that like it wasn't an unfair advantage to the goalie who wasn't in the prevailing wind that one made me laugh so hard yeah this was snowing probably harder than that damn like when they would clear off the ice you would see like two foot piles of snow on the guy's shovel damn not like at the corner and the boards like literally one pass across the ice yeah that's that's pretty bad would you have held that game outside no no no, I would not have. So the, I think the issue is, so they announced attendance, which fucking props, y'all. Uh, 44,000. 
what the fuck? <laughs> right? Why? Why? What were you even doing there? I mean, maybe it's because it's mostly Canadians. Because it was USA, Canada. And I, I mean, I can see the draw there. I can, I can see the draw there. And Buffalo was the right place to have that, just because it's right there on the border. And to be fair to Canadians, minus 10 was better than being in Canada right now because we have well, good... depends f- on where you are in Canada. No, most of Canada right now because Montreal is negative 26. Oh, yeah, I know, I know. Celsius. Right. Yeah, no, I know. And I'm, I'm talking I, minus 10. I've seen my Montreal friend on yeah. Twitter yelling about that a lot recently, actually. Right, and, and minus 10 Fahrenheit probably is like child's play when minus 26 Celsius is your winter norm. But at the same time, I don't know if I would have had... I, I probably would have tried to move that game inside. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it wasn't... A, Especially when... I mean, like, these are little uh, literal children. Like, take them inside. It's past our nap time. Like, and they literally couldn't pass the puck. They just couldn't pass the puck. In fact, Canada scored a goal on actually a really excellent flip pass. But the reason it was a flip pass is because he couldn't pass the puck See, on the actual that ice. I That doesn't even feel like it should count in the World Junior Championship. Like, that just seems stupid. It's, it was like a trick game. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, who can score, like, the best shootout move? Type? Canada, I don't think that counts. <laughs> anyway. Do you think it's time for another musical interlude? I think it's time for another musical interlude, Carolyn. So... We've had so many good dedications can already. I read this one? You can. Uh, but this is one of my favorites. This is one of my favorites. This is also one of my favorites, yes. Uh, this is from Amanda, who was dedicating this song to Jamie Benn. And I believe that you will find out why when we start singing it. Long intro. I know. Oh my god. I feel so 18 right now. I feel like I'm watching that Supernatural episode with this song in it again. I don't know that at all reference at all. Am, Am I, I more than you bargained for yet? I've been dying to tell you anything you want to hear. Cause that's just who I am this week. Line the grass next to the mausoleum. Wow, my time is off. I'm just a notch in the bedpost, but you're just a line in a song. Double heart, break a name. We're always sleeping in and sleeping for the wrong team. We're going down, down in an earlier round. And sugar, we're going down swinging. I'll be your number one with a bullet. A loaded god complex, cock it and pull it. We're going down, down in an earlier round. And sugar, we're going down swinging. I'll be your number one with a bullet. A loaded god complex, cock it and pull it. <laughs> the lyrics literally say pause. Pause. <laughs> Is this more than you bargained for yet? Oh, don't mind me, I'm watching you too from the closet. Wish you could be the friction in your jeans. Isn't it messed up how I'm just dying to be him? This song is creepier than I remember. Yep. 
I'm just a notch in your bedpost, but you're just a line in a song. Drop a heart, break a name. We're always sleeping in and sleeping for the wrong team. Down, down in an earlier round, and sugar, we're going down swinging. I'll be your number one with a bullet. And a loaded god complex, cock it and pull it. We're going down, down in an earlier round. And sugar, we're going down swinging. I'll be your number one with a bullet. And a loaded god complex, cock it and pull it. No, no, there we go. Screw that bridge. I need to. I need to stop before I get too emo to continue. Yeah, that, that was a weird one. Brings it back. Yeah, it does. Brings it back. Too emo. Before Thank I, you, Amanda. You the best. I was that. I mean, honestly, though, like, ooh, when I saw that dedication come through, I was like, "This is our people. This is our people." I mean, they do our people. Absolutely. I mean, none of our dedications have been bad. Don't get don't get wrong. don't get me wrong. But like the fact that you dedicated that one to Jamie Van is just like mm, you. Might All of our dedications are great. But only one of our dedications is a bunch mocks joke. That's true. And that only puts it on, one. that's next level next dedication. Next level, Amanda. Next level. Uh, and you spent $20 on that joke. I appreciate it. <laughs> we appreciate you know it. what? Honestly, it's a good way to spend $20. Yeah, absolutely. Good cause. Good joke. Well, everything, everything turned out well. Absolutely. Uh, are you too emo to do happy things? Probably not. No. Do you want to go first or second? Uh, I don't care. I'm, I'm, I'm very proud of my happy thing, but I... I'm thinking of a number between one and ten. Go. Six. Oh, God, that was my number. <laughs> you first. Okay. So, I have many, many happy things. <laughs> We're so psychic. <laughs> I know, right? Um, no, six just happens to be my favorite number, so that's what I pick. If it's I picked one. it because it was even. <laughs> <laughs> um... So, many happy things. Uh, first happy thing, Marin helped me install my kitchen light tonight. I did! I got on the ladder! So, for those of you who don't know, I've actually literally had an extension cord that has a light bulb plugged into the end of it, which is the coolest thing. I've never seen this before. But it was hanging from my old broken light fixture for a while, and then I took that light fixture down, so now it was just kind of like wedged in the cabinet. And it did not actually work particularly well, but it was more light than not having a light. So now I have a real light! But it's so bright in there. It's so great. But my real happy thing. Uh-huh. So I commute to Boulder every day for work. And I have two different routes. And on one specific route, uh, I go down Park Street all the way to 25, which is one of the main highways getting out of town. And on this route, at the very, very corner, when you get onto the feeder to get onto the highway, there is a restaurant. And, like, at first glance, it's totally just normal ass restaurant and the sign for the restaurant at that particular corner the intersection is old west pancake house okay but then down below it on a smaller sign on the same exact pole is bar and grill (laughs) so it is old west pancake house bar and grill (laughs) that's pretty amazing have you stopped there yet? I have not. In fact, I'm not even sure it's open anymore, but this is my hat. Like, it makes me so happy to think of, like, a cowboy walking in, setting down at the bar, 
I'd like a whiskey and some fucking pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> also, throw some taters on that grill. Like, I mean, like, did they go to IHOP and think, you know what would make this better? Alcohol. <laughs> Alcohol. Alcohol makes so, everything better. Liquor. We need some fucking hooch up in this bitch. <laughs> Moonshine. Yeah. With my eggs. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And that is my happy thing. It makes me so happy when I drive by it. Cool. My happy thing is being here. <laughs> You're welcome. Yay! Yay! My happy thing is knocking on your door and you came and gave me a hug and it was the best and I loved it. Uh, also, like, this whole vacation is just an awesome test. Uh, very bravely came to a house filled with my relatives <laughs> for... 14 days. Let's give, let's give some props to Tess. Props to Tess. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, and it's really funny because my dad... It's a lot of family. It's a lot of family. My family comes on very strong, very loud, very much all things. And there are seven You mean children. you come by it honestly? I come by it very honestly. It's Tess can attest. <laughs> um, and I have... There are seven children under the age of eight. Or mm-hmm. eight and under. So, like... And it's great because Tess is a teacher. She's a second grade teacher, but, like, she... Loves kids. So she's been great with the kids. My two-year-old nephew just fucking adores her. <laughs> it's really adorable. And my dad every day comes up and says, I'm so happy you're here. <laughs> Thanks Aww. for coming. I'm so glad you came. <laughs> yeah, it's, really, it's been really cute. So. <laughs> Multiple times a day, right? Yeah, every basically every time he sees her, my dad tells her how much he appreciates <laughs> that she's here. It's pretty great. That's so, cool. Yeah, that's my happy thing. Yay! Yay! Life is happy, and it's Life almost 2018, happy. and that's just going to bring more happy did things. Did you say 2018? <laughs> I didn't, but. <laughs> Depending on this year goes, that's what we're calling it. <laughs> we'll, we'll evaluate in a week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> we will. So we have a lot of reader questions to get through. This is going to be the longest podcast ever, but that's I think okay. I've said that before, but this might actually, this might actually be the longest one. Yeah. Um, and they're all about the defense, except for one, which I need to ask you. Me, you, me, you. So I guess I get to start. Okay, cool. So Andrew L.A., friend of the podcast, uh, asks, does Greg Patteron need to stay in the lineup? Need to leave? The play-by-play team has been effusive in their praise of him, but I don't know how accurate that is. Um, for me, Greg Patteron is the odd man out after Mathot comes back. I uh, I would not want to sit Honka again, mm-hmm. and I think he's been playing too well. And so, like when Mathot is back in the lineup, I I don't know that I would I'm like trade him because we always need an extra, but I'm definitely like eh, he's the one that needs to be in the press box. I think to answer your other question is like how has he been? So Greg Patteron is one of the the, the Patteron Ham he was pairing is remarkably effective at shotting down shotting we've been drinking kava and i have not eaten since noon so (laughs) hey same here actually all i've had is cough drops so has been remarkably good at shutting down shots against yes uh, which is how you got shotting down but uh you know frankly that could be shorthand but um, remarkably good at it. Like, one of the best pairs in the entire hockey league. The issue with that pair, and this has been kind of my Greg Pattern call-out forever, because for a while he was not great at the shutting down and was also doing this, is that he doesn't at any point 
transition the puck up ice to help the offense. And that's my problem. That is my problem. Like, yes, I, I love shot suppression. Everybody does, right? Uh, but, yeah, I mean, what we're lacking now is puck movement mm-hmm. and transition game and mm-hmm. all of that. And since that is not pattern strong point, that's what, for me, sends him to the press box instead of Mathot. I think you need to ask the next question because it is remarkably... Oh, that's funny! Yes! Okay! So, Rondra asks, with Mathot standing in the wings, who goes and who should he be paired with anticipating his return after the new year? So, I have a different answer. Okay. I think it's Johns that comes out of the lineup. So, Johns is a natural oh, right. actually exists. So, right now, what you've got is you've got Lindell, uh, Lindell, fucker. Yeah, how dare you change your name twice on us? She already sucks at names. <laughs> uh, and Klingberg, which is fucking honestly, killing it. I forget that Johns exists. Well, sometimes that's good and sometimes that's bad. Um, and right now I think that's a good thing because he had a really rough go of it for a little while when he, he was paired with he Alexiak. Did. So I'm okay with him being a little more invisible. But my thing is, so okay, so right now you've got... Just. Fucking the top pairing, literally one of the best pairs in the entire yes. NHL yes. with Klingberg on and Lindell. So right Which, now, who would have anticipated Lindell stepping up that much? I, you know, honestly, this year is so much more what I expected from him than last. Like, yeah, I guess. Like, but he had such a terrible year last year. He had such a terrible year last year, and I was like, how was I so wrong in this guy coming in from the AHL? Because he played a couple games. Not last year, but the year before. And we were both like, yeah, I liked it. I liked his presence. Yeah, I we yeah, yeah. I remember thinking that. And we were, we were really, actually pretty stoked <coughs> for him to come in and make the team. And like then he just like turned in this f- turd of a performance. Absolute turd of a so, performance. So, you know, I'm really, really happy for Lindell. And I'm really, really happy that he's panning out as a, a prospect. And like I'm, I'm super stoked for him. Point is... One of the best pairs in the NHL. But right now, who you've got getting the second pair of minutes is that kind of shutdown pair of Ham Houston Pattern. And um, then you've got our third pair of Honka and Johns. I really forgot Johns existed. So what I would like is I would like Johns to come out of the lineup. Mathot, who Hitch trusts a lot more than Johns, to come to in. To go on third pair with the Honka? No. Where? Because they have, yes, on that pair. But I think with Mathot, on that pair with Honka, they may end up getting second pair minutes, which would be amazing. Or even a better share of minutes, because then you have a pair that's capable of transitioning, plus it's got the, the defensive presence that Hitch likes. Yeah. And then you've got a third pair who can be saved for the penalty kill, because both of them are quality penalty killers. Yeah, and you don't really need a transition game with penalty kill. And okay, no, I like that idea a lot better. I, I think it's a really solid. Okay, first process. of all, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Pattern, but I'm also sorry, how Dawn's for completely forgetting the <laughs> I will, I will specify that it's been literally a week since I've watched hockey at all. I actually have watched more hockey in the past week than I feel like I have in months. I got to see two games. What? I know, crazy. No, I haven't. I mean, like, so my. My we have cable at this mountain cabin we're in, but uh, yeah, I haven't been using it to watch hockey at all. I found a bar that does seven dollar nachos for happy hour and will turn it to the whatever TV channel I want. What with seventeen fucking people under one roof? Uh, yeah, it really hasn't been a lot of hockey. (laughs) Okay, uh, so next question is hypothetically, because all the defense questions, hypothetically, we might have Mira, uh, Shea asks, we might have Miro, Hanka, Klingberg, and Asa on the D next year. 
How well do you see that working? And do you see Ham Hughes or Patteron leaving after this season? I can see both of them leaving. I mean, it kind of depends on how much hit stress all these young guys come. Like, I mean, obviously Klingberg and Lindell are not going anywhere. Right. I don't know how much he's going to trust Honka or how many, like, how many minutes he's going to give Miro Heiskanen next year. But my thing is, I think if any of them I could see coming back, I would see Ham Hughes over Patteron. And I only see that because I think Patteron might ask for more money than we want to give him. Yeah. And that's my only reason. Like, I know the coaching staff loves him. I know the play-by-play people love him. I know Neil loves him. Like, it's never, not, not at fucking all a matter of, like, him being a fit in Dallas. It's so much more a matter of, he's only 27. This is probably his big chance at a good contract because he's playing really well this year and earning all this praise. He's only 27? No, no, no. Pattern. Oh, God. I was like, no, no, no. Ham Hughes is like our age. Yeah. <laughs> no, like, like, you mean your age? Because I am way older than Pattern, probably. Uh, He's 33 or 34. So, I mean, I'm definitely... way older than Pattern. Way. Whatever. Point is, uh, he's definitely... <laughs> Tess is rolling her eyes. Tess is, Tess is older than that. He's definitely dad zone. Yeah. He's in the dad zone of hockey. And... Um, You're in the mom zone. <laughs> of hockey. <laughs> you are not in the grandma's um, So, but I could see Ham Hughes taking like a million dollars. You know what I mean? Because he is older, whatever. And right. You know, we'd, we'd be offering a reduced role because at that point, ideally, you would have Heiskanen and Honka as your second pair, right? Like right. you've got Klingberg and Lindell as your first pair next year and Heiskanen and Honka as your second pair. So you have Ham Hughes and who? Johns. Johns is right. True. That's the other thing about pulling him out now is he's being played offside. And you there is definitely a case to be made for not having players play offside. True. That is true. So to piggyback off this question. Oh, you want me to read this one? I can read this one. You read the last one. Did I? Yes, you did. Oh, then yes, you read this one. <laughs> okay, so All Flesh is Grass asks. You got that right on the first fucking try? She and I are friends. Literally every time until like now when I was typing it out, I thought it was like Alfie is his grass. No, it's all flesh is grass. What the fuck? I'm so impressed right now. Okay. <laughs> well, hi. <laughs> to piggyback off this question, there are quite a few forwards with expiring contracts. Would you expect them all to be back or many question marks? Okay, I'm going to pull up Cat Friendly for And us. the answer to that is no, I would not expect them all to be <laughs> not back. Not at all. Do Dallas. Okay, so people we have UFA from the forwards is Antoine Roussel, but RFAs we have Jason Dickinson, Devin Shore, Rami Ellie, Matthias Janmark, Jamel Smith. That's it. Um, I, there's no one on injured reserve. Okay. Yeah, so, no, this is not last year. <coughs> what? What? Actually... Considering how many of those are RFAs, yes. Yeah. Yes, I would expect all of them to be back next year. I don't know if I would expect all of them in the NHL. Right. Well, I mean, I don't think... Remy Ellie and Jason Dickinson, for example, I'm not sure... G- yeah, Remy Elliott. Like, I could see actually a couple of them being moved. Mounties Janmark is coming back next yes. year. Like, there's no fucking clue. Like, no fucking way he's not. And if Jamel Smith doesn't, I'm going to light a fire. 
Um, Jamel Smith has definitely, to me, played himself into a new contract. Um, I think Jason Dickinson and J- Devin Shore is clearly a favorite. Uh-huh. And don't get me wrong, like, I fucking love Devin Shore. Like, I would adopt that child. Like, child. He's, he's 23. So I would though. adopt him in a second. Yeah. I would just be like, do you need a mother? Like, he's the cutest fucking thing on ice. Like, he's just so infectious and lovely. And, but his on ice results are really disappointing. Mm hmm. Uh, but at the same time, he's a favorite. So I could definitely expect him. I frankly am a little bit surprised he hasn't signed a new contract. Yeah. But they're probably also waiting to see how he finishes out the year because that'll determine the size of it. But the other thing about all through all of these people, other than Matthias Janmark, who has earned himself a raise, is that they will be cheap. Yes. Jason Dickinson will be a million dollars. I know why they need to be cheap. Will be a million cheap. Do- Tyler Sagan coming up after next year. Yep. So he's going to have to sign a, a new contract. The only person I could. T- potentially see going is Antoine Roussel and that would depend on his his salary asks yeah. but I, he's 28 he's best known around the league as a bottom six pest and he fucking loves Dallas now granted this is his one chance to really 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 get paid which is mm-hmm. kind of what happened to Nick Medino but mm-hmm. Nick Medino had two fucking Stanley Cups Benino, on Benino, his, Benino. had two Stanley Cups on his resume yeah. mm-hmm. And Antoine Roussel will not have that. So I think unless there's some sort of major action... Why's your tongue? You don't know what happens. May not have that. <laughs> and in fact, actually, I was going to follow that up with it. So unless some major accolades happen, there, I find it unlikely he's going to make a whole lot more than $2 million sure. next year. Yeah. Um, at which point I think the stars would gladly pay it. Yeah. The other thing that we have to remember that even though Tyler Sagan is up for renewal in 2019-20, Jason Spezza comes off the books. True. And almost all of Jason Spezza's salary will get funneled directly to Tyler Sagan. Yes. <laughs> and so, like, that's that's where we're okay. Like, people talk about the, the cap and whatever and, like, how we're going to be tight against it because of Tyler Sagan. Jason Spezza is currently making $7.5 million dollars. If Tyler Sagan is to make 9.5, which I think he probably will. Yeah. Um, 9 to 9.5. That he only needs a $4 million of that. Right. No, yep, that's true. So I, So do we think Jason Spezza is gone after next year? Or do we think he yeah. signs again after No, gone? I think he's gone. Huh. I think he's gone after next year. And in we'll fact, I wouldn't Spezza. I wouldn't be surprised depending on how our our contention status if he gets traded too. Uh, that's the other thing. Um, I know. I love Jason Spezza, and I'm really, really happy we have him. But I've very much enjoyed him on this team. But it, I think that's that's one of the ones that like he's 34. His production has clearly dropped off. Granted, he's not being played where he should be played, but his production has dropped off. And like, I well, can see but everybody's him. production has dropped off this year. So I almost feel like that's not even a fair comparison no but like his has dropped a lot a lot and last year too and you know point is like the rates aren't great true so there's another question from rish that we are not answering because it based a lot on speculation that we're not really comfortable with so yeah um, it has has to do with something with tyler sagan and something that frankly i've never even seen or read about didn't hear about it didn't hear about so not only is it speculative but it's something that i am completely uninformed on yeah completely so 
I get to ask the next question, and it is specifically, I set it up this way so I could ask it. Oh, okay. Uh, friend of the podcast, Glenn, <laughs> asks, if you could compare the on-ice playing style of one <laughs> NHL active player today to a porg, <laughs> who would it be and why? Oh, my God. Uh, I'm going to go with Phil Kessel. <laughs> Tess hasn't seen Star Trek yet, or Star Wars yet, so she doesn't know what a porg is. I'm going is. tomorrow! I thought your mom... You were, She's back in town now! Oh, tomorrow. nice, nice. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go with Phil Castle on this one, simply because he has the look of a porg. But porgs, I mean, they can fly. They're versatile. So the only, like, Star Trek... Spoiler. Star Wars. Yeah. I didn't say anything just now, yeah. That's cool. It's fine. I watch, I, I've been watching a lot of Star Trek. Anyway, so the only Star Wars spoiler I've really read is I read that whole thing about why they have porgs in it. Oh, about... <laughs> yeah, the puppets. So, it's the cutest <laughs> thing. So, apparently, they where they shot this scene is like a protected national heritage site, and they've got all these puffins and all these puffin nests there. And they didn't want to leave the puffins in the movie, so they made them into porgs. <laughs> they made which them into porgs. Which is the porgs. funniest thing I've ever seen. Like, honestly, they're ridiculous, but, like, that whole movie, I don't want to spoil anything, especially since both of you have not seen it yet, <laughs> but, like, it's, it was one of those things where I was really, really glad to have that as comic relief, because everything else that was happening, I was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> God, so the porgs were so great. So much. I loved the porgs. Okay. Uh, you're up next. Okay. Jen asks... How do you think Team NWHL will do against Team USA? Uh, it's cool that I'm in complete denial about the leaked U.S. Women's National Team cuts, right? Uh, so answer the first question. I think Team USA is going to win. Um, so for people who haven't seen the women's hockey news, it's really fucking cool, actually. So the NWHL is putting together a basically an all-star game uh, squad. Um, to go up against the national team in just like two weeks in Tampa. And they're going to do two exhibition games down in Tampa to help the the national team get ready for the Olympics. And it's going to be some of the best of the best. Like there's actually a woman, uh, so Jess Jones, who we have talked about before on the podcast, who was tied for the CWHL scoring lead last season with Marie-Philippe Poulin, who is the, I believe she's the captain of the Canadian national team tied the captain of the Canadian national team in scoring in the CWHL is a Canadian citizen. Like, I mean, that's pretty important. Did not make even the Canadian, like, training camp. What? Wasn't even invited. Do they not like her or what? I mean, she is older. I think she's, like, 29 or 30. Older. (laughs) Well, in hockey terms, right? I know, but come on. Like, she obviously can still play. Right? And she wasn't on, like, even a great team. Like, I mean, anyway, Jess Jones is a fucking wonder. Anyway, so she's going to be on Team NWHL. And so, like, I almost kind of hope that, like, I think Team USA will win, but, like, I almost kind of hope that, like, Jess Jones, like, goes fucking ham. Gets a hat trick. <laughs> right? it's, just like, it's like, fuck you, Team Canada. Look what I can do against the U.S. <laughs> so she catches the snitch. Right. But Team USA still wins. That's what I kind of I want like to it. happen. I like it. Now, as far as is it, is it cool about that I'm in complete denial about the leaked cuts? I think they're official now, actually. But, yes, 
deny them. So for people who, again, who have not followed, Team USA cut Megan Bozak on defense. What the fuck? Right? But this one's even more shocking. From the forward roster, they cut Alex Carpenter. Alex Carpenter is probably one of the top five players in the world. What the fuck? For people who follow women's hockey. What are they doing? Who the fuck knows? <laughs> Jesus. Like, it is the most baffling hockey-related decision I have seen since the Penguins traded for Jamie Alexiak. Well, that's only been a couple of days. I just Frankly, I think they happened on the same day. But the point <laughs> is... <laughs> well, there like, you go. it makes no fucking sense. No sense. I mean, literally, people who follow hockey are like women's hockey, like report on it. The beat writers are like, "What the fuck? What just happened? Am I dreaming? Is this <laughs> pinch me? <laughs> like, is Hillary Clinton really president? Like, I mean, is all of this in the same timeline? Like, I wish she was. I mean, only in this timeline would Alex Carpenter get cut from the national team. Megan Bozek. Even though I love her and she has been such a backbone for the U.S. defense, like there are so many good young people coming up that you could see her fighting for her spot. And actually, like I'm a little surprised. Like Emily Faltzer has really, really stepped up her game, and like she was somebody who never really made the Olympic team a whole lot, uh, or like had been kind of on the verge for a while, and like stepped up her game and like was like totally a force at the uh, what is that when they play. World Championships. <laughs> what is that one? They blow? Um, and then like did really really well in the couple last couple of friendlies and stuff like that. So like she, but she's so she's really really stepped up her game and from a USA standpoint. But like so Bozak, you could make a case for, but she's such a powerhouse on the power play. And frankly, the USA has had a lot of trouble scoring at five and five. That I don't know why you want to take that away. So both of these cuts are mystifying. Yeah. But especially the Alex Carpenter one. Like, what the fuck? So the answer is, yes, it's cool. Yeah, just be in denial about be that. Be in denial forever. Uh, my cool. turn, right? Yeah. Okay. Driving Girl asks, very silly question. What, what? You're not new here. They're all silly. You're not new here. Can we come up with another nickname for the designated sacred space in which we zone out and watch sport ball? Something... But something less gender-specific than man cave. If anyone can think of one, I believe in y'all. And your wonderful podcast subscribers can do so. So, I'm, this, I mean, I'm, I'm not coming. I'm not actually coming up with this myself. Tess is saying den. Penguins Gallery says den. Penguins Gallery says den. Old school. That's old school. That old is very school. old school. Um, but, like, the uh, Dallas Stars NHL store, official NHL store... Calls it the fan cave. I like that. Which I have always called it. Not like since reading that. I, like I don't call it a man. I obviously don't call it a man cave. But yeah, no, fan cave is what I've been calling it for years now. So, so for those of you who watch a lot of HGTV, which I know y'all do, Elation Station. God, what? That sounds like it's like. This- I definitely went to sex toys and <laughs> like not wow. sports like Elation Station. Come I was on. trying to come. I was trying to learn something with station. I really wanted to use the word station, <laughs> so Elation station came up. Uh, and I was specifically thinking of the feeling of watching somebody win the Stanley Cup. But you apparently went to sex toys. I mean, clearly, I really, that I don't know why. That's so strange. I mean, I know what makes me feel elated. I just that I wouldn't use the word elated there. Eh, whatever. Point is, 
Uh, HGTV does not use elation state. <laughs> no, I know. I wasn't trying to say. It. I was not trying to say that HGTV uses elation uh, station. But people on House I'm Hunters, as we know, are the worst people in the world. But people on House Hunters call them she sheds, like a back like room or a back shed that is made for their like girl space. And the other one that's even worse is the diva den. Yeah, but these are not gender specific, right? And my point is like. I hate it. Oh yeah, no, me too. Um, I've I've seen uh, I've seen a lot of she sheds. There was that one commercial where the woman was in the living room watch, doing like book club or something, and the man went out into the back with his friends to watch the game on their iPad in the she shed. And I was looking at this, and I was just like, no, don't why are you doing this to me? Um, I like Fan Cave. I, I'm. I can't get behind Elation Station. Um, Not if you're going to talk about sex toys. Dude, my mind just went straight there. I, I think I'm making Tess uncomfortable. Sorry. Uh, you know... <laughs> Tess is very Midwest. <laughs> we wouldn't want it to get weird, would we? Clip show... F- throw forward? <laughs> I mean, there are... It's all throwing somewhere, right? <laughs> so... Because we're not actually going to be able to do our usual annual New Year's Day podcast, I am going to go ahead and put up a clip show of the best of bloopers and various other things that did not make the actual podcast. You're welcome. (laughs) I have already listened to it and I laughed uproariously. I am not going to spoil it for you, but I'm laughing just thinking about it. Yeah. Pretty amazing. All right, if you can do better than than, Fan Cave, then Fan Cave or Elation Station, (laughs) we're just setting the bar real low for you. (laughs) Real, real low. (laughs) Hit us up. We want to know what you would call your Fan Cave. So I'm just going to plug this one more time. We are trying to raise money for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. We have already completely funded our operating costs for the podcast for a year, as well as getting Marin a new mic. because when So I can stop recording on my shitty iPhone headphones. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, and then also, we're raising, like I said, we're raising money for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. So everything over those costs is going directly to the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. And like I said, we've already raised at least $90. We're trying to get up to $200. And to do that, we are... Every donation helps. Like, literally, if you have a dollar, we will so appreciate it. But if you have $20 or more, you can make a Deep Heart and Hockey radio request, just like we've been doing tonight. And we will be having another semi-live show coming up in a week, which is the absolute best time to get your radio requests in, is this week. Because... We will be here together, and you will not have a soft kitty supplosion. God, that was so terrible. It was so terrible, and we we don't want that experience for you. We want you to have a full-on live butcher of your song. Yeah, you, yeah. We you, want you to, should at least have it butchered in real life. We we want to caterwaul together for you and for charity in a hotel where we might get kicked out. Yep. Um, and if we're lucky, we might have some special guests for that podcast. Yes! Not, we might. Might uh, not just have our, our uh, excellent Penguins Gallery Tess 
And like I said, so we're trying to raise money for charity. We will be posting the PayPal link. If you have the ability to donate, we really, really appreciate it. Every dollar helps. It all goes to blood cancer research. And uh, we have one last dedication for you this evening. Yes, we do. Uh, it is from Andrew L.A. Friend of the podcast. Friend of the pod. Long time friend of the podcast, Andrew L.A., uh, who says that it is dedicated to Jamie for putting up with me. And is not Jamie. With him, like, not me. Uh, not not Jamie like Jamie Ben, like actual, like different full-on Jamie. Uh, probably a real-life Jamie. Like a real-life Jamie. Maybe a wife. Potentive. Somebody who puts up with Andrew. And we appreciate you too, Jamie, for putting up with Andrew. And we appreciate Andrew because now I have a new favorite Christmas carol. So do we want to end our... Uh, Fuck yeah, we do. End our pod... Uh, what is that? What did I call it? Semi-live Christmas musical spectacular on a high note? Yes. Oh my gosh, speaking of though, before we go. Uh, so I don't know if you've been following along on Twitter with uh, all of the problems that my family had getting up here. But... Um, so just in case you guys have not been following along, my little brother was driving from Austin with my older brother, and they were both in my little brother's uh, Hummer 3, H3, and um, he is ju- he just purchased it. It's hella used. He just purchased it like the week before they left. He had it completely checked out in mechanic. It broke down two times on the way up. It took them three days to get here, and uh, my older brother eventually called my dad and said, if you do not come get me right now, <laughs> I'm going to kill him. Because uh, my brother also, my older brother also had two of his, two of his kids with him. So oh, it was no. like, they were st- stranded on the side of the road in 11 degree weather for two hours. So the point of this story is that my mother, on the phone to my little sister-in-law, asked, told her that we should start calling this the Great Christmas Hummer of 2017. <laughs> And my mom did not understand why all of us started laughing <laughs> and told her we would never call it that. <laughs> so I also brought up uh, Cards Against Humanity and I had a couple of blank cards that we haven't been able to fill in yet. And so one of those fucking cards is now the Great Christmas Hummer of 2017. <laughs> and it's so funny because none of us would tell her what it meant. And finally she went and Googled it. <laughs> and she was like, oh, you could have just told me it was a blowjob. And I was like, mom, no, I couldn't have Nobody could have! Oh my god! How do you know what blowjobs are? Stop it! <laughs> Tess is really uncomfortable again. Okay, sorry. So yeah, it's the great Christmas musical extravaganza of 2017. Semi-live Christmas musical spectacular. Spectacular. Spectacular, spectacular. All right. I have a new favorite Christmas carol. Thank you so much. Thanks for putting up with that story. Andrew. And Jamie for putting up with us. <laughs> I hate Christmas travel, travels for the geeks. And I hate Christmas parties and offices like these. This corporate culture shindig is really not my style. I'm jet lagged and I'm underdressed and stuck here for a while. So kick off your shoes, everybody. Let's raise a glass and say, yippee ki yay, motherfucker. It's Christmas in LA. I don't know this song that well. <coughs> Oh, fuck. 
I hate Christmas schmoozing with the morons at your office. These badler-tailored padded suits and stupid Rolex watches. There's bankers in the fountain and yuppies snorting coke. The limo isn't leaving, so let's hit the roof and smoke. So kick off your shoes, everybody. Let's raise a glass and say, Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker, it's Christmas in L.A. Pick off your shoes, everybody. Let's raise a glass and say, Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker, it's Christmas in L.A. Dance break. This party is a riot, there's glass across the floor. The news trucks are reporting live and cops are at the door. But what the hell and ho ho ho, this is my vacation. We'll blow the fucking roof right off the Nakatomi Corporation. So get off your shoes, everybody. Let's raise a glass and say, Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker, it's Christmas in L.A. Kick off your shoes, everybody. Let's raise a glass and say, Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. It's Christmas in L.A. Woo! I feel like they're cheering for me. They are. Uh, so I'm Carolyn. You can find me on Twitter at Classlicity. I'm Marin. You can find me on Twitter at Marinish. And you can find our official Twitter at Deep Heart Hockey. And if you have a longer question, comment, or anything else you want to say, uh, you can email us at deepharthockey at gmail.com. You can find our Tumblr at deepharthockey.tumblr.com and our official blog at deepharthockey.wordpress.com. Bye! Bye! I'm hugging her again! Yay! Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker! It's, it's Christmas, Christmas in L.A. <laughs>